Many blessings to one and all, and welcome to the Infinite Journey Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about communicating with the divine spirit within you, or as the Arantia book calls it, communicating with your divine indwelling thought adjuster, which is the spirit of God, the fragment of God that dwells in your consciousness and guides you all of your life. And I think this is a great show that I had planned on doing for a little while now, but I also think it's coming at a very timely moment because we spoke in the last podcast about a lot of people who are feeling lonely and just discarded and by themselves in the world. And many of these people, even though they're spiritual or religious, they feel like God is far off away from them, that he's not hearing them when they pray, when they talk, when they try to communicate with him. And I think, you know, this is something that we've been indoctrinated into by mainstream religion because they've always painted this picture that God is way out there somewhere in the heavens, you know, looking down on creation, just watching how everybody behaves and the choices everybody makes. And are they going to go to heaven or are they going to go to hell? And so we have this, this feeling and this picture that's been pounded into our consciousness that God is out there somewhere. He's up there. You know, he's far away from us and we're down here on planet Earth. And we have this picture, even though the Bible itself says that God is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, that he will never leave us or forsake us. But still we're given these ideas that, you know, God is just the eternal observer. And maybe he hears us, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he will answer our prayers, maybe he will not. And I think that really compounds the loneliness that people feel. Because maybe they've been abandoned by family and friends they don't have a lot of people or anyone around to have a relationship with or a friendship with. And then they have this notion that God is kind of indifferent to them. I mean, he loves them, but he's far off in the cosmos somewhere just observing it all, seeing what we're going to do next. But if we read the Bible with all of the religious filters off of our thinking, we start to see that this isn't true. That God is right here with us. God indwells us in the person of the Holy Spirit. The guardian angels always walk with us, keeping watch over us. And the Arantia book certainly amplifies this message 
and tells us that the universe is teeming with life. There's all these spiritual beings and angelic beings that are doing the will of God, helping to maintain creation, helping creation to expand and form. You know, we read in the Bible about these heavenly powers and thrones and principalities, but we say, well, well what are they? We usually uh, relegate those thoughts to, you know, the demonic kingdom. But the Bible doesn't always refer to them as being that. And the Arantia book amplifies that idea that, yes, there are very powerful angels and spiritual beings and classes of spiritual beings, all which God has created. And he's given them all a place and a job and a task in the great and ever-expanding cosmos. And even right here on planet Earth, we are not alone. We have guidance by the spirit of truth. We have the indwelling thought adjuster. We have the guardian angels. We have beings around us all the time who are there to help and guide and comfort and lead us into eternity. The Arantia book tells us we are part of this ever-growing cosmic and spiritual heavenly family and that we all have a destiny far more awesome than we could possibly imagine. So we are not alone. And being a part of that family starts now. Because we can communicate and commune with the Spirit of God and our guardian angels. The indwelling thought adjuster and our guardian angel, the Arantia book says, will be our companions throughout all of time and eternity. They're always going to be there with us and for us. They literally are our spiritual family. And when, when we commune with them, when we talk to them, we can start to deepen that friendship, that relationship, that spiritual family and companion ties that we have with them. And it can be a very life-changing and beautiful experience. And now before we, we get into this, and it's, it's, it's very simple to do this, as you will see in just a moment when we, we talk about the mechanics of all of this. When we commune and fellowship with the Spirit of God within us, with the guardian angels, it can be a very exciting, beautiful, and fulfilling connection and relationship and interaction that we have with them. There's many people that have had these interactions. I know for me, back in the 80s, 
I hung out with a group of guys. You know, we had this, uh, you know, stupid rock band that we had put together. We were going to be the next Kiss or Bon Jovi or Van Halen. And we had some opportunities. We actually had some opportunities to write some songs and get our music in front of uh, some pretty big names that were willing to help us. But the guys in the band were more attracted to the lifestyle and the image rather than putting in the work. And so a lot of opportunities got squandered. And of course, you know, these uh, these folks would drink quite a lot. And of course I did too. It was rock and roll lifestyle in the 80s, you know, drink and party and anything for a laugh, have a good time. But, you know, over time and when... when opportunities got squandered and I outgrew that I stopped drinking and all of my friends just disappeared I was by myself and I felt hurt I felt sad I felt kind of abandoned you know just because I didn't tip the bottle with these guys anymore you know they flew the coop they wanted to find new friends that would you know, hang out and be rock star wannabes with them and, you know, drink beer and, you know, whatever else they did. But that loneliness and that feeling of, of being abandoned at that time was very short-lived in my life because I, I started this through certain events, this communion with the Spirit of God and this communion with the angels that are around me, my guardian angels, and when I look back at that time in my life now, I don't look at it as being sad or hard or I was alone, I was by myself. I actually look at it as being one of the most positive, happy, awesome, mind-blowing years that I ever had. Because of that connection and communication with the Spirit of God, with the guardian angels, it was nothing short of miraculous at times. And I'm not going to get into all the details uh, about that here. But just to let you know, no matter how lonely you think you are, when you step over into this relationship, when you start strengthening those ties with your heavenly friends and family, it can be the most rewarding and the most fulfilling relationships you have ever had. And the amount of joy that you will take from those relationships is undefinable. And that's the best way I could try to describe it. But now how do we do this? How do we start deepening those ties and communicating with the Spirit of God within, with the inner thought adjuster, which is what we're concentrating on here in this particular podcast. Well, this is interesting because I didn't know this until about a week and a half ago, reading the Arantia book and studying. And I came across this verse that said, that we would do well, that if we hearkened back to when we were children 
and we had imaginary friends and we spoke to those imaginary friends and how real they seemed to us. But we would do well to go back to that sort of thing, but begin to talk to the indwelling thought adjuster, that divine spark within as our friend. And when we do this, we will begin to hear the voice and the guidance of our indwelling thought adjuster more and more, clearer and clearer. Because now we're not just speaking to an imaginary friend, we're speaking to the very Spirit of God that is within us. And when we do that, and it starts to become more real to us, then it will start to become more real in our experiences. And I'll tell you, I was actually blown away when I read this. Because, again, looking at the Urantia book and how it has confirmed so many things for me that I've always believed but maybe I lost track of them over the years when I got involved with mainstream religion. But it's waking up those parts of me that always make me go, oh yeah, I do know that. Oh yeah, I used to do that. And this is one of the things that I used to do all the time as a little kid. For those of you that heard me say this before, for those of you uh, that are new to the show, when I was very young, I'm talking, you know, I have memories that go literally back to being in the crib as a baby and that, that haunting feeling of wanting to go home, though I couldn't put it into words. I just had this haunting feeling that I was in a strange place and I wanted to go back home. And I grew up with that. And by the time I was like one, two, three years old, I had this sense of this very loving presence that was around me. I didn't know who it was. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that it was there and I could feel it. And it loved me more than anybody in this world could possibly even fathom to love another person. And I used to talk to that presence, just like an imaginary friend. Oh, how are you today? I feel sick today. I got a stomach ache. I, uh, I'm happy today. I can't wait to play with my toys today. You know, watch, watching uh, an episode of Sesame Street. Oh, wasn't that a good epi You know, a good show today. You know, I really like the puppets of Grover and whatever. So I talked to that presence like it was a friend that was always right there with me. And as I got older, that friendship and the, the deepening of the guidance became stronger and stronger. And of course, that kind of got sidetracked for a while when I was introduced to mainstream religion. 
but it just it just blew my mind to to read that that it would do well if we went back to when we were children talking to our imaginary friends and just start communicating and talking to the thought adjuster even if we don't sense it even if we don't hear from it even if we don't get the impulses very strongly at first just talk it's there it's conscious it loves us it's there to guide us and help us just start talking hey how are you is there anything you'd like to tell me today if I have a decision to make, what's the best decision I can make in this situation? Listen to music, watch a movie, go for a walk, go for a ride with your divine thought adjuster. If you're in the part of the world like I am in New York State and you're getting into the, the autumn time and the leaves are changing, take a walk, take a ride. Look at the leaves, the changing colors of the leaves with your thought adjuster and say, look at that, isn't that beautiful? Because the Arantia book tells us that every experience that we have that is beautiful and innocent and wonderful and worth having will be a part of our personality forever. And eventually we fuse with that divine thought adjuster. It becomes a part of us, a part of our soul. So have beautiful experiences with your thought adjuster. Look at the trees, look at the moon, listen to music. Look at the stars. Have intimate, meaningful conversations. Just close your eyes and focus on that presence that's within you. And the Arantia book tells us that the divine thought adjuster dwells in our thoughts, in our consciousness, undetected by any of our equipment or science. We can never find it because it is of God, is it, of, it, it is of spirit, and it's reminiscent of a thought. But it's there, and it's a part of God. And the Arantia book says that the divine thought adjusters are just saturated. Think about that word, saturated with love for their human companions. So talk to them. Have experiences with them. Do things with your divine thought adjuster. Hey, remember when we used to have tea parties, you know, when we were kids, you know, the girls with their dolls? Hey, have a tea party with your thought adjuster. Do whatever you feel. Just have fun with it and build that relationship. And some people might say, oh, you know, that sounds silly. But you know what? First and foremost, the Arantia book is someone eloquently put in the comments on YouTube listening to uh, this podcast, which is true. And it made me think and say, you know, I, I want to tell that to the listening audience so they don't get the wrong idea about the Arantia book. The Arantia book was not given to us as a replacement for the Bible or other revelations that have come in times past but rather to complement them. 
and to give us a broader perspective of those older revelations. So they're in, it's, the Arantia book is in addition to, not a replacement of. And I say that because when we talk about communicating with our divine thought adjuster going for a walk or, you know, having a tea party, watching a movie or whatever uh, crazy little thing we want to come up with, and we say, oh, that that's, you know, sounds ridiculous, that sounds so so stupid. But remember, remember what Jesus said in the scriptures, in the Bible that we must receive the kingdom of heaven as little children. Well, what did he mean by that? We have all kind of ideas about what that might mean, and most of the time we don't even think about that. We're too busy with, oh, the complex, you know, and it, it kind of cracks me up, all these people on the internet with all these deep, you know, revelations that this... You know, the spirit of the Father is giving them that no one else knows unless you listen to, you know, their show, you know. They're the, they're the uh, modern-day prophet giving you all this hidden, deep stuff that no one's ever known before. Hey, you know what? God is deep. But he also said, Jesus also said, we enter the kingdom of, of God as little children. And that's one of the things that the Arantia book expands on in this in this verse that or this passage that we would do well to go back to that time when we were children and we spoke to our imaginary playmates and friends and begin to speak to the divine thought adjuster in that way and it will become more real to us. I think sometimes in the modern modern world, we try to get so overly complex with our spirituality and our religion that we miss the beauty of the very simple things that will really jettison, jettison us into the kingdom of God or deeper communion and intimacy with God, with the angels, with the kingdom of heaven. You have to look at it this way. You can come up to an eight-inch thick steel wall with a door on it. And you can either walk through the door like someone wiser than you told you to, if you want to enter the room beyond the eight-inch thick steel door just or steel wall, just walk through the door. Or we can come up to the steel wall and say, walk through the door. That's too simple. That's too childish. I know i got to try to figure out ways to tear this wall down with very primitive tools of sticks and stones and sand and water. And we make it complicated for ourselves to enter into the kingdom of God. We try to get far too complex with some of this stuff, and it stymies our progress. 
And yet Jesus says we will not enter the kingdom of God unless we receive it like little children. Well, that's innocent, isn't it? That's pure. That's sitting down and having tea time with your, your divine thought adjuster. We never really think about those things. But it is a universal truth. We must enter in and receive the kingdom of God as little children. And we would do well to go back to that time when we were children, speaking to our imaginary friends and playmates, and begin to speak to the indwelling adjuster in that way. Because it is real and it is our divine companion. And the same thing goes for our guardian angels. They're there guiding us, ministering to us. They love us. They are there for us. The same thing goes for them. We can just talk to them. Hey, how are you doing? What do you need me to know today? What information, what guidance do you want to give me that I need to know for my life right now, today? It's that simple. And you will be surprised at the doors this kind of thing will open to you from the heavens. It can be absolutely mind-blowing. So in closing, I would like to read something from the Arantia book. And this is from the paper entitled The Adjuster's Problem, which talks about the problems the thought adjuster has in guiding us and leading us in our lives because we're so tuned into the things of this world. There's so much noise in our minds and our thoughts that we often don't hear the voices and the impulses of the divine thought adjuster or of our guardian angel. But anyway, it says this. Uh, I'm skipping down uh, a bit, uh, a couple verses. And it says, May I admonish you to heed the distant echo of the adjuster's faithful call to your soul. The indwelling adjuster cannot stop or even materially alter your career struggle of time. The adjuster cannot lessen the hardships of life as you journey on through this world of toil. The divine indweller can only patiently forbear while you fight the battle of life as it is lived on your planet. But you could if you only would, as you work and worry, as you fight and toil, permit the valiant adjuster to fight with you and for you. You could be so comforted and inspired, so enthralled and intrigued, if you would only allow the adjuster constantly to bring forth the pictures of the real motive, the final aim, and the eternal purpose 
of all this difficult uphill struggle with the commonplace problems of your present material world. And I think that sums it up really well about what I was talking about earlier. And I just read this this morning in the Arantia book. And again, my mind was just kind of blown because I was thinking back to that time in my life where I felt alone and abandoned for, you know, a little while. And then I just turned everything over to God. I just stepped into this greater fellowship. And that's what I felt, just what is talked about here. I felt so comforted and inspired, so enthralled and intrigued. And each and every one of us can experience that in our lives from our divine thought adjuster, from our guardian angel. It could be the most wonderful, happy, blessed life without even another living soul around us. Now, that doesn't mean that we seek a life of isolation because the Arantia book tells us we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't you know, take on the mindset of like the monks and just retreat from the world. That we need to interact with other people. We need to gain experiences. But if we try to interact with the world, if we try to gain experiences and we're constantly shut out and shut down, hey, it's no big skin off of our noses. Because our heavenly friends and family are always right here with us. And they always have our back. The Arantia book goes on to say, Why do you refuse to be enlightened and inspired by the universe viewpoint while you toil amidst the handicaps of time and flounder in the maze of uncertainties, which... Beset your mortal life journey. Why not allow the adjuster to spiritualize your thinking, even though your feet must tread the material paths of earthly endeavor? So the divine thought adjuster is always there, looking to help and guide and spiritualize our thinking and our thoughts and our perspective. And so it is always so very worth it to communicate and speak with that divine spirit that is within us, the divine thought adjuster. It is always worth it to communicate with our guardian angels. You know, this particular paper that I'm reading from, The Adjuster's Problem, all of the papers in the Arantia book are dictated or given by certain celestial beings uh, that handed down the revelation to man. And uh, toward the end of this book, this being says, and this goes to show the difficulty that the adjusters and the guardian angels have in guiding us because there's so much noise in our own minds. And uh, th this is a very uh, accurate picture of their struggle trying to guide us and communicate with us. This being says, Not long since I was present, 
on Salvington and heard a guardian of destiny present a formal statement in extenuation of the difficulties of ministering to her mortal subject, the seraphim said, Much of my difficulty was due to the unending conflict between the two natures of my subject. The urge of ambition opposed by animal indolence. The ideals of a superior, superior people crossed by the instincts of an inferior race. The high purposes of a great mind antagonized by the urge of a primitive inheritance. The long-distance view of a far-seeing monitor counteracted by the nearsightedness of a creature of time. The progressive plans of an ascending being modified by the desires and longings of a material nature. The flashes of universe intelligence cancelled by the chemical energy mandates of the evolving race. The urge of angels opposed by the emotions of an animal, the training of an intellect annulled by the tendencies of instinct, the experience of the individual opposed by the accumulated propensities of the race, the aims of the best overshadowed by the drift of the worst, the flight of genius neutralized by the gravity of mediocrity, the progress of the good retar retarded by the inertia of the bad, the art of the beautiful besmirched by the presence of evil, the buoyancy of health neutralized by the debil debility of disease, the fountain of faith polluted by the poison of fear, the spring of joy embittered by the waters of sorrow, the gladness of anticipation disillusioned by the bitterness of realization, the joys of living ever threatened by the sorrows of death. Such a life on such a planet, and yet because of the ever-present help and urge of the thought adjuster, this soul did achieve a fair degree of happiness and success, and has even now ascended to the judgment halls of the mansion worlds. And so we see in that particular paragraph the challenges that the thought adjuster and the guardian seraphim have in reaching us with divine and joyful and encouraging thoughts. And I think it would behoove us all if we tried to bypass a lot of that noise and just communicate with our divine friends, our divine family, and then just really listen to what they're saying in return. I thank you so much for listening to the show today. 
I always appreciate it. I hope you got something out of all of this. And until next time, stay safe, stay well, talk to your divine thought adjuster, talk to your guardian angel, begin to form a relationship and a bond with them. Because it is a relationship and a bond that will make your life so much more happy, complete, and beautiful. I'm Paul James Caden. I'll see you next time here on the Infinite Journey Podcast.